I think this episode will be a cold open for the pure fact that it is our first one and I'm freaking out. Yeah, I think a cold open sounds like a good idea. <laughs> we are actually recording the first episode of our podcast. It, the time is now. I kind of can't believe that it's happening. Mostly because four months ago, I sent Jordan a text message being like, hey, I think I want to start YouTube videos. And then Jordan was talking about podcasts and I was like, you know what? Why don't we do a podcast together? And I was kind of half joking, but here we are in the floor of my bedroom. Lots and lots of hard work and collaborating that I have not done in quite a long time. I was mm-hmm. always that person that hated group projects. Do, 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 Hello, listeners. listeners. My name is Jordan. And I'm Christina. On this first episode, we're talking about our first. We discuss Christina's first boyfriend, my first job, and our first times getting drunk. Welcome to We Got Shit To Do. We are starting our first episode, and as such, we thought it'd be a good idea to tell the story of all of our firsts. Not all of them, but we have a bag. It is a... Bath and Body Works bag full of a bunch of paper slips with firsts on them. And we're going to pull out about five each. Christina, do you want to start? I will start. My slip says my first concert. Now, the first concert that I can remember, but I'm pretty sure there were there was another one before it, was actually the first concert I saw of my very favorite band, All Time Low. They are from Baltimore, Maryland, and I was obsessed with them at 12 years old, as were me and some of my friends. We bought tickets to drive three hours to go to Poughkeepsie, New York. I dragged my mom into this at 12 years old. We had meet and greet tickets, so I got to meet three members of the band. I did not get to meet Jack. I did want to meet Jack, but Jack was standing behind a pile of girls that were trying to get to Zach. Zach (laughs) is the bassist. Jack is one of the guitarists. Alex is my favorite. He is the lead singer. And then Ryan is the drummer. I wanted to get to Jack. I did not get to Jack (laughs) through the pile of girls because Zach was shirtless, as back then he was always shirtless. He's still a very nice specimen, um, but don't hit me up, Zach. Specimen? Yes. (laughs) What is wrong with you? There's a lot of things, but that's not what the story's about. So basically, I got to get pictures with Alex and Ryan, and I saw Ryan kind of being ignored, as most drummers are. Most, Most people don't go for the drummer, they go for the front guys. Ryan, he's a very nice dude. Um, I actually did get to talk to him a bit. 12 year old me was freaking out a bit. We get to the concert part. They're not performing yet. And um, I feel like I'm gonna pass out because I'm a 12 year old in a mosh pit who has anxiety problems. Probably not the best idea. So security escorts me out the back door and outside into the cool air that is August in New York. It's not that cold guys. Feel a lot better, go back inside and get some water. Freaked the hell out of my mom, drove way back that, that night and then went to the eye doctor at seven in the morning. It's wild. Wild ride. It's great. <laughs> I count like my first like real concert experience as actually Fallout Boy. Ooh, good choice. So like you, there was actually other concerts before that that like I definitely remember going to. But I did go see Fallout Boy my freshman year in college because they were playing on our campus. So I went with a bunch of friends, and it ended up being not a Fallout Boy concert but a radio show, like, concert whole thing. So I technically got to see four different bands that night. Yeah, I don't even remember who else was on that tour with All Time Low, but I then went on to see All Time Low three more times. Have not seen them since high school. Still listen to their music all the time. Well, Jordan, it's your turn. It is. Do you want to shake it for me? I think I did for you. 
choose your fate. My first party. What are we counting as first party? Do I want to do like first college party? Let's do first college party because nobody wants to hear about your first boy girl party. I don't know. That's a pretty great story. But I will talk about what I remember at least from my first college party. It was my first year in college and our older members of our rowing team were taking out all of the new freshman girls. I call this the freshman five. But those older girls that took us out were very notorious for pre-gaming as hard as people party. So the first drink that I ever had was this mimosa that someone had handed me. Or no, it was a screwdriver. Oof. And um, first of all, I don't even like orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your problem. So it, was, it wasn't it was great. Her boyfriend then tried to kickstart, you know, my party with what he thought was a shot of vodka, but ended up being a shot of rum, which I learned was very different. Very very different. And his his girlfriend had enough sense to give me an apple juice chaser. And after that horrible experience, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna be the sober mom. I went to that party. Um, I met a lot of the guys on the team. They don't remember meeting me. And I knew they didn't remember meeting me because several months later, they saw me at a regatta and went, hi, are you new? And I'm like, I spoke to you several times now because I then went on to many other parties. That night, I just remember like not getting why everyone wanted to get so drunk because it tastes so bad. It was literally like these boys just didn't know how to make punch, basically. (laughs) They never know how to make punch. So yeah, so I uh, watched over, you know, the freshman five. We didn't like coordinate our outfits. Like, you know, we actually didn't talk to each other, but we all ended up wearing jean shorts with some sort of black top and a turquoise like jewelry item. So we all looked very similar. (laughs) Then somehow tricked ourselves into thinking that was our reminder like anytime we looked at our, you know, our jewelry, which is usually a bracelet. Oh, let's go check on our friends. But I was the sober one anyway, so I was constantly doing the rounds. <laughs> I was like, are you good? Like, do you want to leave yet? Is this guy being creepy? First college party, I was already sober mom. And this is how you know that Jordan and I are one in the same people. <laughs> Get us to a party. We're both the mom. I will say I'm not always the sober mom. Sometimes I'm the mom that people are like, why are you dancing on a table? <laughs> it happens. Are you a wine mom though? What kind not of yet. Mom are I'm you? getting there. <laughs> I've got three half-drank bottles of wine in my fridge right now. I have determined I'm not a wine mom, but I'm definitely a vodka aunt. I think I might be a tequila mom. That's why you're dancing on the tables. Yeah. You were there for that one time, though. Yes, I was. (laughs) It took me a minute to remember it. Yes. Actually, I was not drinking that night. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think it's your turn now. Ah, my first car. It's going to be a wholesome story compared to that last one, at least. (laughs) So my first car was a 2001 white RAV4. I had her from junior year of high school through most of senior year of college. I had to say goodbye to her about a month before graduation as she had started to buck whenever I would drive her. And um, we all know, if you know cars... That the transmission is shot and you probably should not drive that thing anymore. And then we got our lovely Subaru. But my little RAV4, she was so great to me. She met a lot and she did a lot of trips back and forth from Washington, D.C. to New York. One of which was we left New York at 3 a.m. and we got to D.C., did some stuff, and drove back and made it home in the same day. That's a trick. That was a long trek. She fit all of the things I needed for college in her. I did not drive her down. My dad drove her down. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) She had a lot happen to her. I backed into a tree and popped her tire cover off on the back. She got one of her blinkers stolen the first month I had the car. How do you steal a blinker? 
Apparently on that model, all you had to do was pop the thing out and pull the cord and fun fact, it didn't work. So they stole a broken one. And uh, her passenger side mirror got knocked off the first week I had that car from the mailbox. I am not a bad driver anymore. <laughs> I am a lot better. Jordan, stop laughing. <laughs> no, I just love you. I'm not a bad driver anymore. <laughs> Well, because no one is a good driver when they start driving. You can't say you're a good driver when you start driving. But yes, my RAV4, she is missed. I do love my Subaru now. And I did get $200 for my RAV4. Uh, That's how old and beaten down she was. $200 to trade in that car. I think a little frame of reference, if I trade in my laptop right now, I would get $300. (laughs) Yeah, this car was pretty, pretty beat up. Um, She had been in accidents, but none with me. And she had about 250,000 miles on her. So she was old. It was time for her to go. I would have paid someone $200 to take that car. (laughs) But Jordan, I think it is now your turn. It is. Okay, so my next one is my first best friend friend. Uh, It was my next door neighbor, Alexa. We were allowed to play in our yard or their yard and then like the like kind of backyard like trail area that was directly behind our house. It wasn't our property but close enough and that was like our world because we could go anywhere we wanted in there. We could hang out in her house or in my yard or in my basement or like in her driveway. We were just very imaginative, um, especially as little kids. Like we, because we didn't have a whole lot of options available to us, we didn't, you know, we couldn't go very far. So we were very good at taking parts of our yard and like making them into different areas of like our country, basically. (laughs) It didn't have an official name. We weren't the princesses, but we would constantly find like we had like grass plants in my yard. And so we would take those grasses and like try to weave baskets or something like that. Or like we would fight the dragons in her side yard. And it's been a lot of like that. And then as we got older, something that our school system does is that if you live on the same street, they actually don't put you in the same classes. Because the idea is they think you're already friends. I find that actually a good thing. I don't think I ever had a class with someone that lived on my street. So Alexa and I never had any classes together. So as we grew older and we did more different things, we haven't remained as close but I did go see her sister get married in the place of my dad. <laughs> he did not want to go to the wedding because he's he's not a social person. He's The parties are a little exhausting for him. So I went as my mom's date. And so I basically hung out with my mom the entire night because Alexa was one of the bridesmaids. So she was off doing wedding duty stuff. And like at the end of the night after I taught more people how to do the cotton eye Joe, because that's we my all thing. need that in life. <laughs> Listen, it's not a party, or it's not a white people party until the Cotton Eye Joe and the YMCA get busted out. So, but by the end of the night, you know, she saw me and apparently like through like my Instagrams and, you know, doing videos and through Facebook and whatnot, we've been able to keep up with like each other's lives. And if we were to go out to eat, I feel like we could still have a lot to talk about, even though now we're vastly different people. And this is how you can tell that Jordan's parents have lived in the same house her entire life. I don't even remember the last name of my first best friend. I don't know where she is. We've lived in four houses since then. So I really cannot remember anything. And I don't know if I'd recognize her on the street, to be honest. (laughs) Nice to know there's hope for other people. Oh yeah, that that house is almost as old as me, so. Ooh. (laughs) All right, it's your turn. Ah, my first boyfriend slash girlfriend. Ooh, juicy. I'm gonna go with the very first. Kindergarten don't count, because we all know that that, that's not real. I would argue it doesn't count until junior year of high school, but... You went to a different middle school than I did. But my very first boyfriend, it's funny, because he actually is kind of like a second brother to me now. Y'all can't see this, but I just made a face. <laughs> Jordan's face says, this is disgusting. I said, I'm, mm, I'm gonna need to hear more details before I think this is cute. 
So, a backstory. There is a haunted house that's volunteer in my parents' neighborhood. And so growing up, all the kids would volunteer there, you know, because you gotta do your service hours. But I mean, it was pretty cool to do. And I did it from sixth grade all the way through high school. And so he would do it with us with my family. He lived around the corner, a couple blocks away, and we just spent a lot of time together. And he was one of those kids that like never wanted to go home. And our house was across the street from the haunted house. We'd be like, all right, we're stopping for dinner to go eat across the street. Cause all the other kids had gone home essentially. My, like my stepdad and my mom, we all go, went pretty hard in this thing. He was that kid that you were like, I feel bad. So we just started inviting him over to our house to eat. And he just kind of hung out with us all the time. He still comes out to my parents' house lets himself in because he knows the code to the garage to get into the house. We hung out a lot and then in about when I was in eighth grade, I was in the eighth grade and he was a year ahead of me so he was a freshman in high school. We were like, you know what? We spent a lot of time together. Why don't we try dating? It's like three weeks long but he was also the first kiss I ever had. We kind of mutually agreed that we were like, this is weird. He's in the army now. I actually was the one that introduced him to his wife. He hangs out with my parents. Every time that he's in town, my parents are like, oh, Rob's in town. I'm like, great, I'm not, I'm not, I'm nowhere near that. But they're like, oh, Rob will be in town, you know, when you're in town. So we haven't seen each other in a while, but I know that if we caught up, I'd be like, hey, you wanna go get a beer and talk about shit? He'd be like, yeah. He's like a second brother. Uh, my mom always joked that she has two sons because he was always in our house growing up. Like I would come home from school in my high school as a senior, you got to leave early. Rob was one of those seniors while I was a junior. I'd come home, he's sitting on the couch. <coughs> playing video games on my stepdad's machine, like PlayStation, just hanging out. I'm like, Rob, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't wanna go home. Home is boring. It's like, all right, fine, move over. Like, what do you want? He's like, I already made myself popcorn. Like he's, he's <laughs> that guy that just walks into your house and you're like, oh, what's up? He was, he's always been a good guy, but yeah, he was my first boyfriend and now he's like a brother. I'm, I'm okay with that story now. Like now that I've got it the makes context, sense now. <laughs> now that I've got the context and I know it like didn't even really last a month. No. I'm, um, we were both cute. knowing that this is weird. Okay, I'm okay with that. Jordan's turn. I, I did get one of the quirky ones. Well, I think it's quirky. The first thing you do when you get home, because I do a lot of stuff and I'm usually gone for a very long time, like my parents joke that they don't see me, that they just have a ghost living in their house that like <laughs> occasionally eats food because I, this past semester would leave at basically eight in the morning to get to my internship. I'd go to internship and class and I wouldn't get home until 7.30 at night. And so the first thing I do, of course, get home is I make dinner. So I'll make dinner and it's usually like a sandwich or something easy if I haven't, you know, pre-made you know, like pasta, pasta or something like yeah. that. But usually it's just something easy because I like to eat dinner around five, but I get home <laughs> at 7.30, so I'm very hungry. If for some reason, like, I'm home, like, I, on Thursdays, I'd get home around, like, lunchtime or whatever, so of course, you know, make lunch, and then it's, like, do homework. When I get home and it's super late, it's, like, make dinner and go, okay, what do I have to do tonight, and what do I need to pack for tomorrow? So if I had, like, I had discussions boards due Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, so if it was a Wednesday night, it didn't matter what time I wanted to go to bed, I had to finish that discussion board, um, but most of the time, it's depending on how soon I get home, but usually I get home around the times that, like, I need to make food, and I need to eat. Why the invention of driverless cars needs to happen faster? I can think of a host of reasons. Well, I mean, how much time do we waste driving when we could be doing other things? So fun fact, in my car, she is 
just over a year old because I got her, you know, last June or whatever. So it's a, it's a few, she's like a year and a half. Um, I still don't let anybody eat in it because I'm going to be the first person to spill food in my own car and I have not done that yet. So there's still no food allowed in Nancy. I don't want to tell you how many times I've eaten in my car. I have eaten in my car like stopped through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and eaten the whole thing before I've even got to my destination. I will give you it's a two-hour road trip and I stopped at Chick-fil-A halfway through but also driving through windy back roads trying to eat some nuggets is real difficult. Don't do it. I don't recommend. But we do not endorse eating while driving. This is what your fourth one? Yes, this will be number four. Okay. Make sure I, I keep track because we could just go through the whole bag and like tell stories forever but then that's gonna be real hard to edit. My first birthday. So I don't remember my very first birthday because like- You're a child. Your brain rewrites itself enough times where you won't remember things. The first birthday I remember is my fourth birthday at McDonald's. If anyone remembers that you used to be able to have your birthday at McDonald's and you sat in this special chair and it had a thing that the numbers changed and then next to it said, I'm blank years old. And so mine said four. I got an ice cream cake from Carvel. If you don't know what Carvel is, it is an amazing thing that is definitely a Northeastern thing because I can very rarely find it anywhere else. It's like, it's an ice cream place. Mm -hmm. And so we bought the ice cream cake from there. I'm pretty sure it was Fudgy the Whale. You all need to Google that if you don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. So I'm just, I'm gonna- Jordan's pull gonna it, I'm gonna pull it up. You keep telling the story. We will put it on our Patreon, uh, yeah. a picture of Fudgy the Whale yeah. for you all that haven't seen it. Yeah, you don't have to be a patron to- to view to it. We're just one. gonna post it there. I remember my entire preschool class was there. Preschool was only like 10 kids back then. And we all got to play in the playground at McDonald's because God knows McDonald's doesn't have a lot of playgrounds anymore. But I do remember it being a very nice birthday. Um, I also think that that's the first birthday I remember because that's the only birthday memory I have where my parents are together. And it's a birthday party with both parents mm -hmm. at the same spot. After that year, all my birthdays were separate, which meant I got two birthday parties, which was both lonely and awesome. Um, on that note, I have looked up Fudgy the Whale. Um, despite misspelling it, I did find it, and it was the first result after just Fudgy the Whale. It just said Fudgy the Whale cake. Yes, it's a, it's essentially it's... an ice cream cake in the shape of a chocolate whale. So according to the Wikipedia page, uh, Fudgy the Whale is a type of ice cream cake produced and sold by Carvel and its franchise stores. It was developed by Carvel in the 1970s. Yes, Carvel is actually an ice cream chain that dates back to, I believe, the 1960s in the New York area. So, if you are from New York and you've never had Carvel, I need to question you severely. Because Carvel is an icon, and I do really miss it. They had, I'm getting real off topic, but they had da like daily specials. And Wednesdays was two for one on Sundays. Wednesdays were two, two for, for one, one on Sundays. Sundays. Oh, that, oh, that was, so that took me a minute. After softball practice, we would, my dad would take me to get a Sunday because our softball practice was on Wednesdays because our games were on Fridays. When you play t-ball, that's how that works. But we would always go on Wednesdays and get a Sunday. Sometimes we'd load up the minivan and get like all four of us going. And oh, those are those always blue the Chrysler minivans. Uh, do you remember when they used to have the uh, the child strap in built into the seat in the middle? Vaguely, the only they thing were only built in the mid '90s. I'm gonna tell you this: there is a reason, and I am so glad that there are way more restrictions on what you should put your child in now. Because I should not have been four years old and just strapped in like a race car driver. <laughs> anyway, it was a great birthday, Jordan. <laughs> All right, first 
job. So near my house, there is a farm-themed amusement park. It's very basic. It's very, like, a rustic kind of thing. They don't have a lot of high-tech stuff. They've got, like, a few hydraulics on, like, a few things just to make it a little bit more animated, but it's a lot of, like, okay, there are the pigs and here's the cows and we'll make a slide out of, like, roofing material because it's just something that, like, their parents had put together because it was something in, like, the 1980s. It was a farm and just a local teacher asked if she could bring her kids there and the um, farmers at the time said, okay, cool. And they loaded them up on a few like, trailer things and they basically created a hayride. And year after year, more teachers would ask to bring their kids there to experience farm life. And uh, the farmers were like, well, let's make this a little bit more entertaining. So they put up, you know, uh, Barney in in the corn on the hayride. They put up, they painted. They now have Pokemon in there. There's a Bell and there's Beauty and the Beast, and it's just expanded from there. The reason that I worked there is that a lot of people in the area that is their first job because you can work there at 14 because it's a farm. It technically counts oh, as agriculture, yes. and so as such, you get like six dollars but for a 14 year old like it taught you just very basic you know here is your boss make sure people are safe this is all you have to do is make sure that people don't go down the slide you know one after another or backwards uh yeah and so i worked there from when i was 14 so that would have been seventh eighth grade somewhere around that range and i worked there up until basically my senior year of high school when i got too busy to because the farm was only open in the fall because they did a fall festival. You could work a bunch of different things. You could be an actor on the hayride. You could work in food. Um, they liked to put me at the front gate. So I greeted everybody. And I also told everyone the rules on the hayride. Those were like my two biggest jobs. And it's grown so much. It has so many people visit it, you know, just every season, especially, you know, on the weekend leading up to Halloween, they get their pumpkins there. I will say that our sorority actually, before Jordan had joined, um, did an event there and then yeah. a year later I learned that Jordan had worked there and I was like oh well cool yep yep it's a uh, very because it's, it's like it's super close to my house and again it was a very like simple job and so you had a lot of teenagers working it um, the downside of that being all the parents there thought you were older than you were so when something went wrong, like, you know, they're, they're like five-year-olds like throwing a hissy fit the parents of course want to lash out because they're stressed understandable because they're dealing with five-year-olds. But at the same time, when you're 14 and you have to be the professional one, it teaches you a lot about customer service. I strongly believe that everyone needs to have a customer service job sometime in their life. I think that was also a, a big motivator of like parents saying like, you're gonna work this very basic job because it's customer service and it's experience. Oh yes. I totally believe it. I really like working there. I know the farmers that now run, like it's like the kids of the farmers that started it. Um, I know all of them. They know me, they know my mom, they know my brother. So it's a very, it's a large scale organization, but they do remember you. And if I were to walk through the gates and see one of them like today as a 21 year old, they'd be like, what's up, Jordan? Do you want to do your old position? And I go, no, because I am 21 and here to take cute fall photos. But thank you very much. <laughs> so yeah, first job. Very nice. I enjoyed it. Next up is going to be our last polls. Yeah. So let's, let's make it good. We're expecting a lot from you, Christina. <laughs> oh, I, I pulled too many. He, I, you said last one. I know, no but I pulled three at a time. I took the one that was the most in my hand. First website. Is that the first website I've visited? Um, I, I think, yeah, because I don't, I never built a website until I got to college. So first website that you at least remember spending a lot of time on. 
Because if you just visited something because you clicked to watch a single video, like, I'm not going to count that. What do you remember spending time on? Um, I don't know because it all blurs together from, like, a weird dial-up to, like, actually having Wi-Fi. Because I, I don't know if Jordan remembers having dial-up, but I do. I don't remember dial-up, but I do remember having to go to the computer room. Oh, we didn't have a computer room. It sat in the middle of the living room. Living room. <laughs> um, we only had one. But yes, um, if anyone remembers the dial-up noise, I will post a, a sound bit you know, of it. I'm going to pause right now. Cover your ears if, you, if this is going to be too loud, but here's the dial-up noise. Yeah. So, um, the first website I ever remember visiting, I think, was actually the Barbie Games website, where you could play games. I think I was like six years old, running on a Windows 98 computer. I'm not that much older than Jordan, but I feel that way. And I remember playing these games where it was like, you could dress Barbie up, you could take care of her pets, you could take care of a baby. I remember it so vividly and spending so much time on this Barbie website. But as a six-year-old girl, that's kind of the website you're going to spend the most time on. Now I'm going to tell you the website I spend the most time on now, Amazon. Really? I thought it was going to be social media. I try to limit my social media on purpose, but nowadays Amazon, mostly because I buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, or I actually use Amazon to check prices for things I'm going to buy in person, hmm. because if I can get it cheaper on Amazon, why am I not doing that? Valid. I think my first website that I spent a lot of time on was, this This is not as nostalgic as dial-up internet, but for all the kids, <laughs> and at least that went to my elementary school and we had, you know, computer class, egg2.com it had a bunch of different like games on it and you can do like the one that i remember the most is a red button in the middle of a screen and it says do not push and you click it oh my god i remember that game <laughs> right and it says it said do not touch click it it's like can't you follow directions click it and you just do this and you like go through and then it loops back around the day that we realized that that button, that like that game looped and you could just endlessly sit there clicking the button, that's what we all did. And this is what social media is right now. <laughs> yeah, computer class, man. Oh, man. Do kids still even have computer class? Um, I think they have it more than the cursive writing classes that we had. I don't think they even teach cursive anymore. Which I'm not mad at, you know what? You still need to be able to sign your name. You could cover that in English class, though. You can. <laughs> My last one, and so the last story of the pod. Shall we get... I hope it's exciting. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> First language. Pick another one. Yeah, that's... No, that doesn't count. You only know one. Like, I... Well, I am proficient at a second grade level in Spanish. I think I'm at a third grade level, but I, I should be higher considering yep. I don't know it. Okay, this one's gonna be fun, and it's kind of like my first one, so we're just gonna wrap that back around there. The first time I got drunk. <laughs> so, as we know from the beginning of this podcast, the first party I went to, I did not drink, so that didn't happen. And it just set this pattern of, I would go, I would try a new drink that they had made, decide that it tasted disgusting, and then be the sober person that night. The first time that I got drunk was that year's Christmas party, because while some people might enjoy pumpkin spice, 
I am wholly a peppermint kind of girl. And these boys somehow knew how to mix vodka, peppermint schnapps, and crushed up candy canes enough that it just tasted like you were drinking a liquefied candy cane. So when I tasted it, decided it tasted good enough, I went, I'm gonna figure out what kind of a drunk I am. Cause I wanted to know like if I needed to limit myself, like if I needed to watch myself or if I was able to drink and can still control myself. Like I didn't know what my limit was. Everyone else had known it since high school. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna drink until I am basically so close to throwing up that I can't. And I did. I found out that the kind of drunk I am is I like to uh, use my neck a lot more while uh, dancing. <laughs> if you've... <laughs> Watching Jordan dance, that is a statement. Like I'm like I'm a fairly good dancer, but when you see me start using my neck a lot more than necessary, I'm there. And I also the good news that I found out about myself is that I have no filter, but only nice things come out. Yeah. Yeah. I I can only corroborate that, but I do kind of want to add the first time I got drunk because it is equally pretty funny. Oh, of course. I'm expecting to hear the first time <laughs> you got drunk. But it's also pretty scary if you think about it. I'm sh Most of them are. <laughs> so the first time that I ever got drunk was actually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving of my freshman year of college. Before your freshman year? So your no, senior no, year? or the, of... the Wednesday before Thanksgiving of freshman year of college. Okay. Was coming home for Thanksgiving and I had been on a train the whole time. I took a train. No, I took a bus. Took a bus Oof. to New York. It took freaking forever. If anybody knows what Thanksgiving traffic is like on the East Coast on 95. I get to New York City. My dad picks me up. And then I take my car back to my mom's house. Didn't go to my mom's house that night. The plan was actually I was going to go hang out with my friend Leslie. And I was going to go hang out with her, her new boyfriend, at her boyfriend's friend's house. They were having like a little Thanksgiving get, get together. And I was just going to come hang out. By the time I get there, it's midnight. She's drunk already. Her boyfriend's not drunk because he didn't drink at the time. We're just hanging out and I'm like, I was on a bus for eight hours. Someone get me a damn drink. The host, Nick, who I'm still very good friends with. Wait, now. is this the Nick that you brought to this? The... Yes. So He's uh, great. <laughs> Nick is a really great guy. So he makes me what he calls an orange creamsicle. Now it's Pinnacle Whip with orange soda. I still drink this because it's delicious. It sounds great. But it was mostly Pinnacle Whip vodka. And I had like three of those because I just kept drinking them because they tasted like orange creamsicles. Like the name fits it so well. Hmm. She ended up getting a ride home from her boyfriend. I wanted to stay and hang out. And there were a couple other people there still too. Nick has four, three brothers. And so I was hanging out with his brothers talking and whatnot. And then I realized that I'm too drunk to drive home. And I'm like, shit, like I'm kind of fucked. Hmm. Nick is like, don't worry about it. Meanwhile, I had met this man like four hours earlier. This is when you met Nick? This is the day that I met Nick. Oh my God. I'm drunk. I realize that I get pretty funny. Um, I'm less anxious, but I'm also really nice, but kind of clingy to people. Um, Nick has really steep stairs in his parents' house. And I'm like, I, I'm, I told him, I was like, I'll sleep on the couch. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll, I'll sleep on the couch. And then when I feel fine, I'll leave. And he was like, no, don't. You don't have to sleep on the couch. I'll sleep on the couch. You sleep in my bed. I woke up in a room with a dog, his dog is the best. Um, and the dog wasn't even on the bed with me. She was just sitting with me. Her name is Maple. She's adorable. Precious. She's a precious dog. She was watching over me the whole time, but I woke up because he had like peeked in to see if I was awake or not. And I woke up and I was like, where the fuck am I? Cause I was like, I don't remember like getting up the stairs. I remember being too drunk, offering to sleep on the couch and now I'm in a bed. And then I like split 
like after mm-hmm. that. Nick and I become friends after a while. And then I ask his brothers, I was like, what happened that night? It's like, you were drunk. Nick had to carry you upstairs and he slept down here. They're like, all three of us slept down here. I was like, why did all three of you sleep down here? I wasn't sleeping in any, I was only sleeping in one bed. He's like, we fell asleep watching cops. <laughs> They're notorious for falling asleep watching cops. I'm sorry, Nick, if you hear this. Um, But that was like the moment where I realized I was like, I could have been in serious danger and I wasn't. And like, that's why Nick and I are friends is because he's a really great guy. I got drunk in a very dangerous situation, found out things about myself and then realized, shit, I can't drink that much. I still drink those, but now I make sure that I'm with someone else I can trust that doesn't leave me. I was expecting a more of a drunk driving dangerous, but that is still very scary. It's a story that could have turned date rapey, but didn't. I'm glad it didn't, because otherwise I would have to retroactively fight someone. <laughs> you know Nick. You've of met course. Nick. You've hung out with Nick. Oh yeah, so now I'm like, yes, that is, he would do that. I would also, now knowing him, I would not have been surprised if he said, no, everyone's sleeping down here, so Christina's <laughs> in the exact opposite side of the house, so she's... I wouldn't put it past him because he is, I feel like that would be something he would think of. That would be something he would think of. And I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened. And his brother, Mike, was it Mike or was it Gingy? I don't remember which one I was talking to that told me that no, Nick slept on the couch. Nick is like six foot four and slept on their couch. So for reference. Well, that is a, uh, I won't call it a delightful story, (laughs) but a pleasantly surprising story. And I think that is just about our time We have recorded our first episode. We're done. We did it. I think it's time we say goodbye. I think it's time. All right. Bye, guys. Have a great week. See y'all later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're into social media, you can follow the pod at S2DoPod on Twitter. And you can email us at ShitToDoPod at gmail.com. Because we've all got shit to do. Why not do it with friends? Ready to doop, doop, <laughs> doop, 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 doop. <laughs> I'm putting that as a blooper at the end of the first episode. <laughs> just telling you. <laughs>